Hey guys, and welcome to season four of the Yes People podcast. I'm your host, Savia Rox, and in this season, we get to remember and reminisce back in time with some of our guests, like. Hey, we are Entity, and you're listening to the Us People Podcast with Savio Rocks. Peace. My name is Oni. I'm a producer engineer from Queens, New York. Hi, my name is James Green. I'm a TV presenter, sports reporter, and journalist. Hi, this is Joy Langley, and I'm the author of Navigating Stress. Hey, this is Travis Glossop. I am a creative radio producer for Kiss FM, and you're listening to the Us People Podcast with Savia Rocks. We highlight the strengths of our coaches, talking about diversity and inclusion and speaking out loud and proud about who we are. I was never that good. <laughs> I was I was determined, I had a love for the sport and that always fueled me. At 49, I was seven, seven years post-divorce after 22 years and three kids of a marriage. And so I knew that I needed to figure out like what was happening for me and why was this so such a severe sort of uh, crack in my identity and how I showed up in the world. It's great. It's great. Uh, I'm glad because I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't really work that hard at uni. So it was good to leave uni and, and really like get on it, you know, really like, because I also as a person, I think I value, I value productivity. A lot of people live to work. I think I am one of the work to live guys, but because my work is amazing, that's all right with me. You know, so as a person, I, I go to bed happy when I've had a productive day. We've also saved the best till last by honouring another artist and showcasing their talent as our new theme song with none other than your host, Savia Rocks, featuring in their song. So guys, enjoy, stay creative, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. Let's go. Hi guys, my name is Pearl Bates and I'm an artist. You're listening to Us People Podcast with Sabia Rocks. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Us People Podcast. I'm your host, Savvy Rocks, and today I'm humbled to have Pearl here with me, who is an artist and an illustrator. Pearl, thank you so much for coming on the Us People Podcast. How are you? I'm really well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Oh, thank you so much. So, Pearl, my first question is, could you tell me a little bit about your background and where you were brought up and how that, how those elements helped you to become the person that you are today? Uh, well, I was born in East Sussex and that's wow. um, where I grew up and it's where I live again now, but I haven't wow. been here all along, I hasten to add. Um, I lived in London for 10 years and I also lived in New York for a while and I also spent a bit of time in Berlin. Um, wow. So I feel that having a chance to experience living in different cultures really helped to broaden my mind and um, broaden the way that I see things. And it was really great to be able to be in another country and look back at where I live and see it from a different perspective and understand yeah. it in new ways. And also to come back and appreciate this country for the great things that it has that you might not really notice too much if you live here all the time. Yeah. I think we are really creative people in this country 
and I do feel frustrated that 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 aspect of us doesn't you know that drum doesn't get beaten a little bit more um true I agree (laughs) um but yeah I like to keep my eyes open and have a, a look at how other people are living their lives and how they're thinking and feeling and approaching stuff and it all feeds into to what I create yeah I love that how old was you when you first started to be an artist so what was the age when you saw art or even being an illustrator and decided this is something that I really want to do when I wake up in the morning this is something that I love yeah well uh, I've been carrying a pencil around with me for as long as I can remember. My, my, honestly, my earliest memories are of me doing drawings. Um, I remember being three or four years old and I was um, just besotted with ballet dancers and ice skaters and I used to draw them a lot. Also drew a lot of angels. And um, I wrote my yeah. first book when I was four years old. And um, wow. I've still got it somewhere. It's safety pinned together and it's a story about a couple of oh. angels they came to visit a little house very similar to the one I was living in at the time and there's little drawings of them having a look in the fridge and turning on the tv and having a look upstairs so yeah it's just always been there so it kind of seemed inevitable really that this was what I was going to do it was it was not something that I ever it wasn't like one day I was like that's what I'm going to do it was just that seemed like a a predestined path for me and I'm very lucky that my parents have always been very supportive and have always encouraged me even though it hasn't always been an easy thing to pursue yeah how is it right now for you to pursue you know your dream of being an artist because more than ever now is such a hard time for everybody yeah how is it for you as an artist well normally I have a summer job at an opera house uh, which is just down the road from where I live which is awesome and I love it so I work backstage and it's, uh, it's sort of psychologically it feels really healthy because most of my artwork I do on my own from home but when you're working yeah. in the theatre you're it's a very collaborative experience you're part of a team and yeah. the shows are amazing so I get a lot of inspiration from that and of course all of that got cancelled this year so I felt really adrift um and it did take me I would say a good six to eight weeks to get my creative head back on and to get back yeah. into it I just felt so well I think we all did just felt so unsettled and freaked out but once I got back into it I found I'm not going to say escape but it was such a it felt like a uh, I could I was able to create for myself a real space of safety and and inspiration and yeah and just through painting and writing it brought me back to a place of feeling all right yeah how do you describe how you bring your culture into your work how do I bring my culture into my work? Yeah. This is going to sound weird, but I don't even know what my culture is. <laughs> hey, it's hey. That's totally fine. I, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> <laughs> honesty is definitely best policy. I feel like I'm a bit of a cultural magpie and I love spending time with people who've grown up in different environments and... yeah. Uh, come from different cultures and have different ideas and I just I just love weaving all that together I've got this very kind of utopian idea that we are a a global village and I think as artists we're in a real special position of being able to to demonstrate a possible way forward for us yeah wow talk to me about the techniques you use within your work and how would you class your style of work 
Yeah. People, when people say to you, what sort of art do you do? It's such a difficult thing to answer. It's much it easier just to, to whip out a picture and say, well, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've come to describe it as um, stylized fantasy portraits. Um, it's got, I would say, quite a big element of fashion illustration in it. Um, it has definitely, yeah. Yeah, I like to to draw uh, particularly female figures who are strong and striking and inspiring and a little bit different. Um, some of them are sort of their gender is a bit ambiguous and and uh, this that and the other. Um, and then technique wise, when it comes to a painting, I normally start by drawing the figure out on in in pencil. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then I colour it in. <laughs> uh, but um, it kind of feels like almost an unconscious process. It's almost the act of painting for me. Almost feels like a meditation. It's like I'm not really there. It's like some sort of external force comes through me, and and sometimes yeah. things appear on the canvas that I wasn't quite expecting. So it feels like a real kind of almost spiritual dance with something. So it's, yeah, it's quite a thing. Would you class yourself as a very spiritual person when you're connecting with your work? I would say, yeah, I think I really would. So how does how does that process work for you? This is something that I really want to ask, and I love asking artists this. Yeah. How does your connection, your spiritual and your emotional connection, how do you handle that with your work? When, do you, when can you tell yourself to stop? when you're finishing your artistic process. Because as artists, I know that a few of them who I've spoken to find it very hard to stop. Yeah. <laughs> There's always something that they feel they need to correct or they just see it from their point of view in a different, from a different eye compared yeah. to myself who will be looking at your artwork from an outsider point of view. But how does it work for you emotionally and connecting with your work and knowing when to stop? Uh, I would say for me it's a very instinctual thing. Um, there comes a point where it just feels like it's cooked and I and I just know that if I keep fiddling about with it, I'm, I'm going to over-egg it and spoil it. Yeah. Which has happened once or twice, but not so much these days. I guess while I'm working, I'm always running my eyes over what I'm doing and if my eye gets distracted by something, then I know that that thing, that distraction needs working on. And when I get to the point where my eyes run, run around the painting and, and nothing's getting in the way, then I know it's done, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, the other thing I do is I quite often look at a painting in a mirror and then I can see it with fresh eyes. Uh, it helps, wow. me, helps me see it in a new way. Um, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, I really recommend it. It can be really startling when you look at a piece in a mirror. It can look totally different and you can see it in a completely new way and you can instantly see what needs a bit of work and what need, what's, you know, what's done. So, yeah, give it a go. <laughs> where, where did you get that idea from to, to look in a mirror of a piece of I artwork? Read it, I read it somewhere and I can't remember where. Um, and I thought, well, that sounds like a good idea. So ever since then, I've had a mirror in the studio just to help. I think some fa some famous artist used to do it, but I can't remember who it was. So you'll have to Google that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely. Who? That's another question I was going to ask you. So, who are some of the artists, or just general people in your life, who you admire and inspire you? I would say, artist-wise, my favourites are a guy called Egon Schiele, um, okay. and Gustav Klimt. 
and um, Aubrey Beardsley. Um, and they were all kind of working at a similar period in time, sort of around the turn of the century. Uh, I also really love Gerald Scarf, who's a political cartoonist with lots of spattery paint everywhere. When I was a kid, the, the artwork that he did for the Pink Floyd album covers really inspired me. I, it really scared me, but I kind of loved it. I, and and uh, I, I love the way that he, he doesn't hold back. Um, but I also take a huge amount of inspiration from people who aren't painters. Um, so I love yeah. the work of John Galliano and Alexander McQueen, fashion, illust- uh, yes. fashion designers. I watch movies and music videos and I and I take a lot of inspiration from the theatre where I work, but also just walking around in the streets, particularly in places like London where you get such a, a mix of, of interesting people and uh you see characters wearing interesting clothes and shop window yeah. displays and advertising billboards. I mean, the thing is, it, it, inspiration is all around you. It's just a matter of of training your eyes to look and That's true. and keep yourself aware instead of sort of disappearing into the bubble of your own thoughts while you're walking around. <laughs> That's definitely something that I do. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us do. You have to be mindful of it, don't you? Yeah, it's it can be quite hard at times, at the best of times, when because in life we have so much going on as humans, we have a tendency to drift away. Yeah, within our own thoughts. Yeah, and um, it's nice to have. It's nice to go. To, I always tell people to travel because that is refreshing. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I definitely, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Is there a person in your life, or there might be many people in your life? who have, I remember you said your mother and your father, I do believe, have supported you in your work, but has there been anybody else who you could say has supported you uh, within your work, within being artistic and creative? Um, Well, I think people have come in and out of my life over the years who've who've played a part. Um, the first person that comes to mind is a guy called Dave Haywood who ran uh, an art foundation course that I did. So in between finishing my A-levels and beginning my degree course, I did a a year's foundation art and it was a real uh, life-changing year. It was fantastic. And I I credit this guy for for being such an inspiration. He had such vision and such energy and really helped to encourage our students to plug into our passions and I really felt that I came alive during that year. And a lot of the stuff that he taught, I still I still implement to this day. So he was a big advocate for um, always having a sketchbook with you. And he was the one who helped me, teach me to keep my eyes open, which is what I was talking about just now. Yeah. Um, recording the world around you, putting together ideas that, that, that may not have occurred to you before. And having, having ambition and just not being afraid to dream big. So that for me was was really yeah. special. So yeah, I like that. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about being an artist and an illustrator? But how do you combine the two of them when you are actually working? Yeah, it's not always easy to be honest with you. I mean, at the moment, I'm doing some work that I'm really enjoying for for a virtual opera. So basically, one of wow. the directors at the opera house that I work for was getting so frustrated at not being able to work that she took matters into her own hands and she's turned her garden shed into a green screen studio. And oh, wow. she's, it's amazing. So her, her vision is to create a, um, uh, an opera that's a, a mishmash of 
uh, animation and live action. She's going to kind of superimpose the two. So I'm doing a lot of illustrations for that project at the moment, which is a load of fun. But the the work that I'm doing for them feels a little bit off brand because it's very different from the paintings that I do. And I'm and I'm still trying to work out. So when I'm thinking about my Instagram feed, for example, I've got all these, you know, the stylized fashion yeah. paintings that I was talking about earlier. And suddenly there's a little video of me showing 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 my viewers my little frog drawings that I've been doing for this opera. And it's <laughs> it's it's a bit a bit of a you know a mismatch. But I'm thinking, well, you know, one of my favourite writers, um, Neil Gaiman, writes for kids and adults. And yeah. um, he's been able to to bridge those two worlds. And so that's what I'm trying to figure out how to do at the moment. Because it would be, people really enjoyed the frogs. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just a, a question of trying, I suppose it sort of comes down to branding at the end of the day, doesn't it? But it's kind of like saying, this that's is true. what I do and this is how it all fits together in a sort of cohesive yeah. little world. How do you feel that you will evolve as, as time goes by as an artist and an illustrator? How do you feel that you will become better and and what do you hope your vision will be for the future? Well, my dream is to create illustrated stories. So um, ah. I've written a novel um, and I'm looking for an agent for it, which is not easy if you're an unheard of writer, but I'm plugging away and um, I've done illustrations for it as well. So So that is my dream and I'd love to do that. I'm kind of excited about the idea of those stories possibly being translated into productions for the stage or the screen. That would be awesome. But I'm never going to put the paintbrushes down. That's always going to be uh, something that's going on in my life. Yeah. And in terms of how I'm going to improve with that, I think it's just a craft that you just keep working on. And yeah. I think every every time you pick up a pen and draw something, you learn something new, even if you don't even notice that you're learning it. I only have to look at drawings that I did a year ago to see that things have moved on. Yeah. I think as, as we move through life and meet new people and have new experiences, they the, these things all help to shape us into, into somebody new. We're, we're constantly evolving creatures, aren't we? Yeah, most definitely. What do you do when you're feeling uninspired? How do you lift yourself back up to be inspired again and become that person that you want to be? I think music plays a really important part for that. Ooh. Yeah. I, li- I like um, this. And uh, and having a little dance as well can, re- can really help, <laughs> you know, just get the energy moving around, get the blood pumping around. And then you start to feel, when you start to feel alive and, and that tingly feeling, it's like, okay, now I can sit down at the easel or, or the or the drawing desk and, and crack on with something. But music can really help move me. The other thing that can really help is watching a movie if it's something that's kind of energising and inspiring. That's um, true. There isn't always time to sit down and watch a film, though, if there's a, if there's a deadline looming. Music's quicker. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Music is definitely quicker and you can have it in the background. So here's my next question for you, Pearl. What's the song that gets you moving? Do you know what? It changes every day. Um, I went last, last week, I was in a real 80s rock space. Um, Fair enough. So... Yeah. Queen and Dire Straits and all of those guys. (laughs) Um, Proper dad rock, really. 
Um, this this week is much more pop, so I've had Ariana Grande on all day, and and that's been really fun. And other times, I'm really into electronic dance. Electronic dance music actually is the best for painting too, because it's got that steady four by four beat, so it doesn't, yep. you know, it doesn't distract you too much, and it helps lull you into a into a bit of a trance. And uh, so, yeah, I recommend that. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that with photography. Awesome, (laughs) great. (laughs) How do you motivate yourself to take action? Um, I subscribe to a couple of newsletters that really help. And I can can recommend a guy called Benjamin Hardy. Um, He's kind of like a productivity guru guy. And he sends out a newsletter maybe once a week. And I really love the stuff he writes. It's been so helpful just to help me keep a handle on everything that I want to do and keep clear about where I want to take stuff. Um, So that's been really good. There's a a woman called Marie Folio who I think she does a weekly podcast and her interviews are always really inspiring. So, yeah, it it can be a tough one staying motivated if you're living and working from home, which I am at the moment. Yeah. And the best way I've found to tackle that is, even if it's only digitally, stay connected with, with people who are out there doing the kind of thing that you want to do and they just I agree. they just kind of show you that it can be done yeah most definitely I love that we all have obstacles in our life yeah <laughs> I like the way you said yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like that part that was good <laughs> so <laughs> so we all have obstacles in our life that we deal with on a daily basis yeah if your main obstacle in your life didn't exist, how do you believe you would look at life differently? Main obstacle? I think it's, for me, it comes down to a belief that dreams can come true. I like and every day I, I, I work, I work on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think we live in an environment that kind of prescribes that dreams don't come true or it's very hard to make them happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you have to make a pretty conscious effort to read the kind of books, uh, listen to the kind of podcasts, watch the kind of TV shows that encourage you to to have the courage to believe. Um, And so when I – the the times when I struggle is when that belief starts to slip away and, you know, this idea, oh, you know, being an artist is too hard – no one ever makes it work. Um, it's just a pipe dream. Even if you've had su- success in, in this field, it's something that you have to keep working at. So I think taking, looking after that mindset for me is, is, is a number one priority. And if that, if that wasn't a problem, if that wasn't there, it, you just feel, for me, I feel free and strong. It's like, yeah, I can make, I can make anything happen. And if you come from that mindset... Yeah somehow it starts to make magic happen and you start to see things, you know, evidence that dreams are coming true. And that helps motivate you to keep going. Yeah, that's a really good answer. I really do like that. What is the most important thing to you right now in the world? My friends and family. I like that. I I like the way, I I know everybody else can't see you at the moment, but I like the way you looked down for a second and you like, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. It's my friends and family. Yeah. And that for me, I think, has been the biggest lesson uh, throughout this whole pandemic thing. 
because I've always considered myself a bit of an introvert. I need my time and space alone. But what I've discovered is that people are so important to me and I get such nourishment from spending time with people that I really care about. And uh, I can't wait till this is all over so I can give everyone massive hugs again. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) Aww. Being an introvert, do you feel that that impacts your work in a good way or a bad way? For me, it's been a good way. Um, Yeah because I'm very happy to sort of sit more on the sidelines of life and watch what's going on. I love to watch stories unfolding between people and how they interact with each other and how people behave. And um, for me, I kind of feel if I was a bit more of an extrovert, if I was a, a little bit more amongst it all, I would miss details, I would miss things. So I'm very happy to to be an observer. And... I don't know if it's true or not, but I kind of have the feeling that if you're an introvert, you're a bit more of a sensitive person. So you kind of notice things. I agree. Yeah, I think you notice more. I I read an amazing book last year that I think is called Quiet, uh, How to Be an Introvert in a World that Loves Extroverts. And I can't remember the name of the author, unfortunately, but if you are an introvert, you should read that book. For me, it was life-changing and so affirming because... I'd never really articulated it, but I'd always been kind of vaguely aware that the desirable personality to be is, you know, the rock star, the extroverted, centre of attention, sparkly person. And this book was going, yeah, that's great. But also as an introvert, there's a load of amazing things that you are also contributing to society. And here's how you can, you know, shine in your own strengths. And uh, that was that was quite a turning point for me. So I recommend that one. I'm definitely going to get that one. Cool. (laughs) What is (laughs) What is the best advice you've ever received from someone? Uh, probably from my mum, which was don't give up. And there have been a few times I've wanted to throw in the towel. And uh, my mum, uh, when she was a young woman, was an aspiring actress. And wow. she didn't have the kind of support from her family that I do. And she ended up uh, giving up quite early and I think it's it's left her with a sadness that's plagued her all her life so she's always been very adamant every time I've sort of come to the edge of that precipice she's like no you've got to keep going and and I'm really grateful for that and I, I would say that to anybody else that if you feel like you've, you've come up against a wall you know just take a moment take a breath regather yourself and give it another go yeah most definitely if I gave you a huge banner on the wall, and I gave you a pen. Yeah. Right? Well, actually, no, I'll give you a brush in your circumstances. Brilliant. I'll give you a brush. What would you write on that banner for everyone to see? Believe. Or what would you... Believe. Do you know what? I've, I've, I've literally got a banner that I painted. It's on my wall and it says it believe. Is. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to take a picture and send it to me. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll send you That's a picture. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, Wow. That's so cool. Okay. And I, I think like and one. by that I think it means believe in yourself, um, believe in your dreams, believe that good things can happen, believe that you can overcome your challenges. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Most definitely. Even though it gets hard sometimes, like we were saying. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I like that. If you could choose Pearl one quote that represents you as a person, what quote would you choose and why would you choose that particular quote? Hmm. A quote. 
for a for a while I used to I, I it sounds cheesy but I really like the movie Mary Poppins. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it just That's it's fine. real it's real escapism for me and Mary Poppins used to walk around calling herself practically perfect and I kind of liked that. Even if it's even if I don't feel anywhere close to perfect if I say to myself, "Yep, yeah, you're practically perfect." It kind of makes everything all right. So that is something that I've used. But in terms of quotes, other quotes that are more related to art, I can't think of any at the moment, I'm afraid. Oh, you gave me one. Cool. All right. That's, that's perfect. See, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if you had an unlimited amount of money, yeah. so you woke up tomorrow morning and your, and your bank account was full of money, so no matter how much you spent, Pearl, you always made 10 times more back. Yeah. What would you change in the artistic industry to make it better? What would change in the artistic industry if I had money? Yeah. Yeah. What would you help change? What would I help change? Artistic? Ah. Yeah. In that case, I I just have huge frustration about the arts education. You know, I have a I agree. A seven-year-old nephew. I don't think he's got any music in school. I, I think a lot of, from what I understand, a lot of uh, the, the the ways that the way that art is taught to kids these days is not particularly inspiring or empowering. The arts are kind of seen as not important. I mean, we've seen that during the pandemic, the way the government's been been not supporting the arts. It's kind of just being viewed as a glorified yeah. hobby. It just makes me so mad and. I think we need art now more than ever because the world is changing so quickly. We need kids to be able to think creatively, to think outside the box um, in order to thrive and survive uh, whatever the future is going to throw at them. Um, And aside from that, it's been proven that that studying art is good for your mental well-being. Kids who study, yeah, and kids who study music um, have better grades in more academic subjects because it, you know makes your brain work in different ways it just seems so ridiculous to me that it's art and creativity is not given the the, re- the recognition and respect that it merits I think it comes down to people who have a lot of ignorance yeah and because they don't do it themselves they don't believe that anybody else should have the chance to do it yeah I think you're right yeah I think that's definitely one of the things that and if we don't continue to fight as creative people We'll never be able to knock down that wall for for the next generation to come in and exactly, and have that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and particularly with with, I think it's a particularly um, crucial issue for kids who are growing up in 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 deprived circumstances. I mean, I know that kids who go to private schools they got you know fantastic drama and music facilities and art studios and all the rest of it, but. Kids going to inner city schools with not enough funding. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. They need they need a bit of magic, and so that's definitely what I'd do if, if I had the money. I love that. I hope you win the lottery tomorrow. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> what one incident in your life has made you reevaluate your cre- your creativity, and has also helped you in your life become more creative and more open to change? It's a hard question. Yeah, one event that made me open to change. Um, that made you reevaluate your life also. Yeah. Gosh, that is that is a hard one to answer. 
I'd have to think about that one. Um, probably, probably overcoming heartbreak, actually. Yeah, I went through a really tough time with heartbreak about 10 years ago. And yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get through it. But when I did, came out the other side and made me realise that I, that I, I hadn't... Uh, I hadn't realised how strong I was, and uh, and that creativity was was a part of that. So that was that was probably probably the biggest thing that's happened in that regard. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that as well, because mm. I I believe that it's important for people to know who you are and know that everything in life hasn't come easy. Yeah. Anything anything good that comes in your life. It never comes easy, mm. but it lasts longer. Anything that comes quick doesn't last long. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But anything that takes time and graft and emotions and crying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I believe in the end you have the happiness. Yeah. And you will evolve from it. So that's kind of how I see it. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. I'm sure a lot of people go through heartache and it's, you know. Oh, not, oh believe me. You're not alone, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, was there ever a point in your career, well, you kind of spoke about this, where you wanted to give up your ambition, but how can I say at that point in time, did you... Do you prefer having, because you said you're an introvert as well, do you prefer having people around you when you're in a dark space or do you prefer being by yourself when you're in a dark space? I think my instinct is to want to be alone okay. because there's always this feeling that that uh, nobody's going to understand you or, or get what you're going through. But yeah. really that's silly because the minute I do open up and share with someone else what's going on, uh, it, it, everything instantly becomes a lot better. So I yeah. think spending time with people who support you is, I think as a creative, is you can't underestimate it. You can't overestimate True. it. I mean, it's, it's it's so important. And and I think for any of us, community is, is really vital to help, help keep you going through tough times for sure. Definitely. If you had a chance to go back to one memory and... Say, for instance, you were looking at yourself again through mm. that memory. What memory would you choose and why would you choose that particular memory to go back to? The first thing that, that comes to mind is um, I, was a, I was a bit of an odd teenager, which meant for my 18th birthday, instead of having a big party and getting trashed, I went to the ballet. And um, Nothing wrong with that, you're unique. <laughs> I saw yeah. a piece called... In the Middle, Somewhat Elevated, uh, which was choreographed by a guy called William Forsyth. And it was starring a ballet dancer called Sylvie Guillem. And it blew me into the next universe. Um, it was a very modern piece, and I hadn't seen anything like it before. It was the first time I'd been to the ballet, so I was expecting, you know, traditional tutus and stuff. But this was really new. And yeah. the music was all electronic. And I remember coming out of there feeling like I was riding a rocket of inspiration. And uh, it was phenomenal. And the, that dancer, Sylvia Guillaume, has been, uh, she's been a kind of a muse for me for a long time. She's just incredible. I met her once, actually. Oh, wow. And I wasn't, I wasn't cool at all. I was just like, I think you're really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but she was very sweet about it. Um, yeah. Uh, so that, I think, was, it would be, 
cool to re-experience the the sense of being hit by a rocket of inspiration in that way. Um, and who knows, yeah. you know, could well happen again, but that was pretty awesome. What would you say to your 16-year-old self if you had to restart and come back again and still do what you're doing? Yeah. But have advice for your for your younger self? Yeah. What would you say? Don't bother worrying so much because worrying is not going to change anything. It's not going to make anything better. And in fact, the more you worry, the more tense you become. And the more tense you become, the less likely you are to think of creative solutions. So, you know, just chill out, trust the process and, um, and things will come together. And if they don't, you'll think of something else. You'll always be all right. If you weren't doing this, Pearl, if you weren't the artistic, creative person that you are now... What do you think you would be attempting to do in its place? Uh, well, there's lots of other creative things I'd like to have a go at. So are you saying if I was yeah. doing something non... Would it, does it have to be non-creative? No, no, no. Just if you were going to do something other than what you were doing at the moment. Yeah. Well, I've always secretly quite fancied the idea of being a rock star. So that'd be quite cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and to go on tour and see the world. Um <laughs> But I, I, uh, when I was a teenager, I was really interested in becoming a, a film director for a while. Oh. Um, and uh, just was really fascinated by creating a visual story and working with a whole massive team of people. And uh, I still find that sort of thing exciting, you know. And I did, I did work on films briefly and it, and it was, yeah. it was uh, really buzzy but I was having to get up at four o'clock in the morning and get on set for 5am yeah. and we weren't wrapping up till 11.30 at night and it was extremely intense. And although I really enjoyed it, I felt it wasn't particularly creative because you're yeah. always working to create someone else's vision. And my creative ego is massive. And uh, when you're an artist or a writer, then you can be God and that suits me quite well. So... <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea, right? So when you feel like you're at the point where success comes in, and that's that's my next question, but when you feel you're at the peak yeah. of where your element of success is, I think you should make a story about your life oh. and then you can be the producer of it. I like that idea. See? Yeah. And then you have your team who supports you and then you can tell them how, you can dictate to them how things should be in the right way and so it comes out the way that it's meant to because everybody tells a story and sometimes it's not it, it doesn't come out the way that you want it to be told because you're not really directing it or you're not producing it but when you get to do your own story about your life and you're the one producing it and directing it mm. you'll come out the way you want it to come out mm. so that's an idea for you <laughs> i like that i like that a lot so are you sort yeah. of saying that when you're directing your own life, it's you're sort of rising above the everyday messiness yeah. and, and you've got this sort of bird's eye view of the shape of your life that you want to create. Totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's how I can. I feel like life is a constant film anyways. Mm -hmm. It's just that we don't get to see it in that bird's eye view because yeah. we're naturally living it every day. Exactly. But when you get to make a film of your own life and you're the one writing it, producing it and directing it then you have a whole different perspective mm. of how it should be and how the outcome will be yeah so i always say that to people 
So yeah, that's that's a thought for you. I love that idea. So I'm going to get to be a film director after all. Yay! I told you. Remember, it's about believing. You know, you have the banner that says believe. 100%. So all you need to do is look at that banner every morning and say, I believe that I'm going to do this. Yeah. That should be your morning wake up. I believe, I do it in the mirror. I believe that this is going to happen. And then it, it will inspire you to trigger those, you know, those happy emotions. Yeah in you to have a good day so that's kind of what i what i do every morning i just let one of my secrets out i, I love it i feel honored to have your secret thank you so much i'm gonna use it oh you're welcome anytime anytime oh dear what one message would you i know we spoke a little bit about this also but what one message would you give to people who are going through difficulties in their life and feel like they don't have the support or feel like they don't have the funds or feel like they're feeling uninspired within their craft yeah what would you say to them to help them to keep moving and believing in themselves what would you say to them I think it goes back to this idea of community. I think if you can find any way to hook up with other people who are kind of in the same boat as you, that is going to give you the strength that you're looking for. So, I mean, you can do that to begin with just online. There's, you know, tons of Facebook groups and pages and podcasts you can link up with and definitely just even following people on Instagram and seeing what they're up to. I mean, I think it's much better to hang out with people in real life if you can, if you can, but that's yes. a good way to start. In terms of finding people in real life, um, there's an app called Meetup and yes. you'll, yeah. you'll probably find people meeting up in your area who are creatives. Uh, you can, you know, look for events on Facebook and, and get involved. But I just think yeah. it's, just, it's just so important to, to link up with other people. And for me, I just always find find strength that I couldn't if I'm just floating around on my own yeah most definitely I remember we spoke a little bit about about success we covered quite a lot today but Mm -hmm. one of the things that I did want to ask you is talk to me about what success means to you as an individual because I know that we all have a different definition of what success means to us but Pearl what does it mean to you to be successful yeah I think when I was younger I had this idea that I would be successful when I was earning a ton of money and uh, I didn't have to worry about where the next money was going to come from and that uh, I'd achieved a certain a certain level of notoriety that people knew who I was um, but in more recent years I've I've adjusted that a little bit and I think mm-hmm. if you are sitting down every day and you are creating you are Mm -hmm. successful uh because let's face it it's not an easy thing to do um particularly when people have got jobs and families and busy lives going on if you are able to carve out some time to to get in touch with your creativity and get involved with it that is that is awesome and you know give yourself a pat on the back for that and anything above and beyond that is a bonus see I like that, definitely. What would you like your legacy to be when you leave this world? What would you like people to think and feel about you when they say your name? I think the the driving force behind what I do is to bring wonder and magic into people's lives. And uh, I would love it if, if people remembered me that way, whether it was through the paintings or my stories or my illustrations. If, if it made you smile, if it 
made you feel sparkly, if it moved you in some way, uh, that that's everything to me. So, yeah. Definitely. And my final question for you, Pearl, is where can we find you in all your social medias and if anybody else would like to contact you just the way that I did yeah how can they contact you my email address is info at pearlbates.com and yep. my website is is pearlbates.com and you can follow me on Instagram I think my handle is is, is just pearlbates so yeah come and find me yeah. come say hi <laughs> Cool. Pearl, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Us People podcast. You've been such a humble guest and I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I've loved every minute. Thank you. It's been brilliant. No, you're most welcome, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Us People podcast. And please remember, you can subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and any other platform that you prefer listening to. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and you can also donate to the Ask People podcast by going on the Savvy Rocks website or just typing in paypal.me forward slash Ask People podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Stay happy, stay positive and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. People say that having a peace of mind is trying to find a consistency of calmness within ourselves to crave for a clarity that drives us through our emotional journey of life. To never let a person's judgment manifest into a fear inside of us. Learning to believe in our ability to shine through the darkest moments and tunnels when we cannot see the light. Patience being our light for forgiveness and strength to believe in our destiny. If you want real peace of mind, one needs to stop fighting their inner thoughts and embrace them with love. Because love is the most amazing and beautiful strength that we have to conquer our peace of mind. Make your thoughts impact a nation by keeping them true and honest, especially to yourself. But make your peace of mind protect you when you don't have strength to embrace anything else. Find your peace of mind by listening to your heart. For me, I kind of feel if I was a bit more of an extrovert, if I was a a little bit more amongst it all, I would miss details, I would miss things. So I'm very happy to to be an observer. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I kind of have the feeling that if you're an introvert, you're a bit more of a sensitive person, so you kind of notice things. I'd never really articulated it, but I'd always been kind of vaguely aware that the desirable personality to be is you know, the rock star, the extroverted, centre of attention, sparkly person. And this book was going, yeah, that's great. But also as an introvert, there's a load of amazing things that you are also contributing to society. And here's how you can, you know, shine in your own strengths. And uh, that was that was quite a turning point for me. So I recommend that one.